0: The definition of brave is to endure or face unpleasant conditions or behavior without showing fear. The definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens oneself. This is Bravery Required. And I'm your host, Vince Murphy. Courage is the key to life itself. The idea of being courageous is that even though you're scared, you just do the right thing anyway. Each episode, I will interview different people and ask them the question What is the bravest thing you've ever done? Bravery will be looked at not just as heroic, but how we overcome fears in everyday life. Episode 2 Terry and Rachel, aka Transitions. Part 1 I have known about Terry and his family for the better part of my life. He is a father, social worker, and poet, among other things, here is his story.
1: I thought about it a little bit. When We were at lunch. I was talking about this mantra I have: living in uncertainty with the courage to let go. Like that yeah. word, courage. There, you know. I I've thought about it since Ev died. Like, um, it was just brutal for for me for the first three years. I mean, whoever came up with this year thing, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that's about, though. Right. But I didn't think of it as courage or bravery at all until that, mm. the strict, like, because I kind of thought of it more like the, you know, Emily Dickinson poem, you know, your feet wouldn't go you know, you get up, you go through the day and there was a lot of that. So there was, you know, I, I mean, at first I really didn't want to go on. I wasn't actively suicidal, you know, Lynn, but, and I did, but that didn't feel like courage. That just felt like surviving or something. Mm. And yeah. that is true and now that I've heard that the strength to keep going and that feels like there was some courage in that and you know not that I don't know the grief for me this isn't about grief but that it ends. it just it does morph though and it's certainly not as the present a couple of what would I guess seem like little things came up to me but the main thing that finally came up, and I don't know why I didn't think of this before, and it is about Evelyn again, is, is getting married. That's the bravest thing I ever did. Because it's foolhardy, uh, which is what makes it human. I mean, it's foolhardy, not as in, not being pejorative about it, but it's just like, what, two different people and they're, gonna, and they're gonna do the rest of their life together no matter what happens. That's insane. <laughs> I'm not considering myself more brave than somebody, anybody else who gets married. Um, but yeah, because um, it was so hard. It was beautiful and it was cruel and it was, you know, it's all the things that marriage can be. I mean, I'm sure some maybe are just on the positive side, but <laughs> certainly we. We had, we had our tough times uh, and it's all good anxiety and worry mm. as much as they're on un, they're unpleasant and sometimes terror terrorizing um, give me sort of the illusion of control or something like that mm-hmm. like as if i'm going to do say this to my son and like we talked about yeah. that right yeah yeah and to do the opposite of just really like actually step aside and see what happens mm-hmm. and like whatever comes before, as it comes versus my preparatory, give me all the rules, tell me everything, you know, the word, The word is coming into my mind and I, into I think it does, it's commitment. If you, if you are committed to something, well, you, know, you know, we're not in Ireland, we don't take the pledge because people take the pledge and then they fall off. But, you know, but there is this day at a time thing, and I think about it in marriage, too. My, my granddaughter got married a few years ago and asked me to say some words at it and, and I, I talked about that. Like, it's a marriage one day at a time, as right as it sounds. Like, it's like, am I in? Because if I'm in, then, you know. there's something courageous about that. But it's not about not quitting. There's stuff. It's definitely okay to quit, to stop, to give up. Now, in more recent years, These are less brave, (laughs) but they're still brave because they put me in a vulnerable position where I feel very exposed. Is that I'm sharing a lot more of my poetry with people who are accomplished in that role and getting feedback both one-on-one with a mentor who's very gifted and then a a group, a critique group. and then I also, I mess around with the guitar. I'm not a musician, but, you know, I'm strong enough like, to accompany myself. And uh, playing in front of people, um, there's always that right after it's done kind of thing. It's Courage by Ann Sexton. It is in the small things we see it. The child's first step as awesome as an earthquake. The first time you rode a bike wallowing up the sidewalk. The first spanking when your heart went on a journey all alone. When they called you crybaby or poor or fatty or crazy and made you into an alien, you drank their acid and concealed it. Later, if you faced the death of bombs and bullets, you did not do it with a banner. You did it with only a hat to cover your heart. You did not fondle the weakness inside you, though it was there. Your courage was a small coal that you kept swallowing. If your buddy saved you and died himself in so doing, then his courage was not courage, it was love. Love as simple as shaving soap.
0: Part two. I met Rachel while working on an art project years ago and was impressed by her willingness to take risks in life. Here's Rachel's story.
2: Um, so medieval times shut down and the grove shut down and I was left without a job and that's like oh gosh we'll get unemployment and things like that mm-hmm. and then I said you know what this is a bless. this is a mixed blessing it's a I need a real career and if mm-hmm. I have to go to school again or make something else happen or maybe I'll go back to temping. And I'm like, no, I don't want to temp that's so finite. Um, I got to start a new career. You know, the ancient Egyptian exhibits yep. with all the dioramas of all the embalming and stuff like that, with all the mummification. If you were to go with me to the museum any day, any day, any age, I would be drawn to that exhibit time and time again, especially when they did the embalming, I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta gotta see this. And then on YouTube, there's Ask a Mortician. She's exposing all sorts of interesting things that happen, you know, behind the scenes, Uh green burials, things like that. This is fascinating. And this is, this is the time to restart and do something else. And I can still help people. And it would be an opportunity to help people through difficult parts of their lives. And not everyone is comfortable with the dead and stuff like that. And, dad was a biology teacher for 36 years I mean you know I know a bit about biology so Mm -hmm. I put myself out there I applied I took the necessary test to get in and uh I'm doing it now and it's I'm into the third quarter of um mortuary school and people were like how are you doing this you know how can you handle dead bodies and stuff and work in a funeral home and, and do stuff like that I said this is an opportunity to help people. This is an opportunity for me to make a new life for myself. You don't have to be a funeral director. You don't have to be an embalmer. You don't have to be a cemetery worker. Mm-hmm. You can try on all these different hats and uh, and kind of go from there. And after I finish school, there's a year-long apprenticeship. Um, and before that apprenticeship, you have to take a board exam. Just like veterinarians, a lot of people take board exams you know, yep. for all different types of occupations and licensing. And uh, after the one year apprenticeship, then fully licensed funeral director. So it's it's it was definitely a feeling. I felt like if I have this skill, I should use it. Mm-hmm. I should use it to help people and not just be like, oh, I saw some pretty weird things today. It's, it's mm-hmm. more like, okay, this is, they tell us in more to our school and it's true. And if, you know, for, for people that lose loved ones, seeing that loved one one last time looking like they went gently into that good night mm. it might not feel like a comfort or some like someone has got, done a good deed and in, in making that person look that way but a lot of care and a lot of skill usually has gone into providing that last mental image of mm-hmm. grandma or you know dad or Aunt or grandpa or dear friend in that casket uh, to see that that one last time, um, and if that's some sort of gift that I can give to another person, I'd love to be able to do that for them. This is someone's mother. This is someone's sister or daughter. You know, they deserve respect even though they're not really you know spiritually around there to receive those words. Or you know, maybe maybe they are not. I mean, we, we know so little about the afterlife sure. if, there is, if there isn't one and I'm religious too so I'm, I'm Christian so it just sort of I, I have to be like Christian now <laughs> with all the with all the stuff that I've seen about death And but my faith has been a big comfort and source of strength for me too so and uh, life takes many journeys many paths and uh, I'm glad that I've experienced pretty much everything along the way yeah it's uh, very, very experienced with the exception, but I'm not so cowed that I am completely clammed up about that. So I'm happy, you know, parents didn't raise a weakling and uh, I'm heartened by uh, the vaccines and everything like that. But life is getting back to some flicker of semblance of normal.
0: My thanks to Rachel and Terry for their stories. To Anthony Maeta, who also contributed a song to this episode. Additional music by Yomadi and Blue Topaz. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find Bravery Required on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe and listen. Thanks. See you soon.